I know it feels bad to shake your head at these guys, but that's bike racing, man. They get it. They understand that. Do the same if they were you. Don't be afraid to be a seven kilometers of your life, mate. You're a great guy, but seven k's have been an. That's not bad. Bonjour, 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 no. Welcome to the SBS Cycling Podcast. Some flowery language here, my car. Flowery? Yeah, flowery. <laughs> How do you speak at home if that's uh, flowery? <laughs> Excuse my French. <laughs> uh, but we take you uh, straight in the car of the Israel uh, team yesterday because something has happened that could have been magnificent for Australia. Uh, sadly, wasn't, but there's a good story behind it. But yeah. that's how it is in the car, my car. This is how... You know, people speak to each other in a race, uh, but there's so much truth in this race. You know, yeah. So that was yeah, that was Sam Bewley, the, yeah. the race director for, as you say, Israel Premier Tech, and he was giving instructions in the final few kilometres to Sebastian Berwick. Long breakaway. These three, they knew they had yeah. it. Five k's out, they weren't getting caught, so the tactics started to play out. It was good. It was, yeah. it was a great stage. So let's talk about, uh, actually, uh, uh, Seb Berwick yep. yesterday. Uh, he finished third on the stage. We'll talk about the winner and, and so on in, in a second. But what a performance for him. So close again for Australia. Yeah, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. I was so happy for Seb. I was screaming at the TV. I think <laughs> I had to push the mute button a few times in commentary. Um, but, no, look, he, he, he did everything right. He was always going to finish third in that sprint finish he was a 65 kilogram guy sprinting yeah. against <laughs> 75 kilogram guys but he rode so well it was a really tough stage and he made the initial break and he was he was on from the start mm -hmm. Kino and i were calling it at the start we saw him multiple times and we could see him mixing at the front and then he made that split mm -hmm. of four and i mean he offloaded a bunch of good bike riders in that group of 30. it was impressive Disappointed, you think he should be today or I, not really? How do you, how do you shake this off? It, he'll be a little bit. Of course, you're disappointed when yeah. you get that close to, you know, you get a shot at winning a Grand Tour mm -hmm. stage. You're disappointed if you don't win. Yeah. Um, but he will he will learn and grow from that, and his career is already it's it's only just getting started. So he is. He's got big things on the horizon. Do you know what I like about, about all these, these Aussie performance, which, okay, they're not winning at the minute. We have two stage wins, which is actually more than France. Yeah, we've won two. <laughs> I, was, I was going to say, well, you know what, you're right. That's how we call our Giro. If, unless it's five wins, we don't classify them. We're like zero wins. Exactly. <laughs> That's uh, our benchmark these days. No, but what I was going to say is uh, uh, Mark Renshaw told us uh, last week in the, uh, in the podcast that we did that all these guys, they're actually not necessarily in Australian teams. So they are outside. Yeah. They, they are reaching out to different teams. They are, they are outside, as much as we, li we love uh, Jaco Olula, they are outside that Australian spectrum. So it's, they, yeah. are, they are recorded, rewarded by their performance on the international team. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it's really healthy. Uh, Aussie, Aussie cycling in the world tour mm -hmm. and at the elite level at the moment is men really, and women. Yeah, men both, and women. Yeah, and when I say that, I yeah. mean both. It, yeah. it is super healthy. The women's, you can argue, it's sort of more exciting just because women's yeah. cycling is growing. So the young Aussie women that are going to start coming through as well. But it is. It's really healthy. And I, st I still argue that uh, Australian women's cycling is the second best in the world after the Dutch. Oh, it's going to explode. Ahead of the Belgium. It, it's uh, going to explode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally, uh, it is. But, and that's it. And Seb Berwick is that. And he's a good example of that. But also, I love the Israel premier tech um twitter handle they said something along the lines of our young boys did us proud because two yeah. of their 
Uh, Marco Frigo was the other one who was in the break as well. Yeah. So it was two of the younger guys on the squad. Yeah. It was a really nice tweet. So should they have some language like this with such a younger guys? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I reckon Se Se he's a Brizzy boy. He's a Queenslander. Yeah. I think he can handle it. He can handle yeah, it. No problem. Uh, we had a winner, of course, of the stage, which uh, wasn't Berwick. It was uh, Nico Dance yesterday. It was a great win. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Let's yeah. listen to him and then we'll talk about this win. Dedicated team player, but today you are the winner. It's your first Grand Tour win. How do you feel right now? I, I don't know what to say. It's it's really big for me and it's obviously super proud. Tactically, how did you work it out? Yeah, first of all, I was not supposed to be in the breakaway. It was like Connie and Bob, but Bob said he he was not on his best and he wanted to save for tomorrow to be there for Lenny. And so I got the green light to go. Obviously, when also made the, to bridge across to the, to the breakaway. Um, yeah, when I looked around me, there was just monsters around, like only big guys. And yeah, I thought, I thought it's gonna be difficult for me to do something. And I was there still like thinking, I'll, I'll help Connie to do something to win the stage. And yeah, when the collaboration was really, really bad and I was like still going on in the front and we suddenly had a gap and then fully pushed on. And on the last climb, I, I was on my very limit. I like barely made it over the top. Once achieved that, yeah, I knew this little kicker with the roundabout coming up. Um, yeah, I, I prepared that stage. Actually, I had it in my mind um, already before. And yeah, I knew I had to, to throw everything in which I have on this kicker attacked there. Yeah, obviously everything came back together, but yeah, I also have a quite fast finish and that saved me in the end. Yeah, I'm over the moon right now. Very well done. Thank you. Thank you. Tankushin, indeed, uh, Nico Dance here uh, in a cool, coming, collected in a in a German way. If I can do a bit of a cliche. Yeah, look, he he great win. He he's more experienced in mm. himself and Tom Scoynes, who was second. Who I think also deserves a honourable mention. He's tr three times in the break for Scoynes, the Latvian rider, and he, he'll be he was bitterly disappointed. Yeah, um, <laughs> he'll be really disappointed. But Dens played a bit of theatre. He was suffering on the main climb, that final climb, mm. um, but he played it up a bit more as well. So he made those two think that he was struggling and then he was the one who actually launched a big attack, okay. which I think it put the first nail in the coffin for Seb Berwick because he missed it and he, it took him two kilometres to get back to them. Mm. Um, so Denz was a you know deserving winner and you've got to be stealth mode. Yeah. You, you've got to take no prisoners and you're not there to make friends in those finals. You're there to win. Well, in the last 7K, like we heard it before, you have to be yeah, what you yeah. have to be. You know? Whatever. Just listen to Sam Bewley next time. Rewind this tape. I reckon get, get Sam Bewley in, in uh, football codes as the as insert coach. <laughs> three I, might even, time. I might even do this as a ringtone. Yes, you know, for yes. my phone. Is Wake that such up. a thing already? <laughs> uh, we have a, a leader of this race, which is very different than the leader we had last week. Yeah. Uh, it's it's Geraint Thomas. So we'll talk about uh, Geraint and, and how he is now holding the reins of, the, of this race. But I want to talk about as well how this is going to go for them in EOS, because a lot have happened in the peloton since last week. Uh, I reckon let's listen to Geraint Thomas, yeah. leader of the race, and then we'll, uh, we'll expand on this. 24 hours ago, you lost Tao and you were not sure about uh, Sivakov's condition. Was it a relief to have a competitive team around you again today? Yeah, for sure. The boys been riding well all week and we wanted to try and continue that. And uh, yeah, obviously, uh, Pavel bounced back really well today. He's, he was strong in the final where he rode the last whatever it was up the climb and all the way to the finish. So um, yeah, he's definitely 
in good shape. And, uh, yeah, another day ticked off. Big day tomorrow. Were you surprised that uh, Roglic had uh, two riders of the road? Maybe they burned some matches ahead of tomorrow? Oh, I don't know. I think uh, it's always good to race for the stages as well. And, um, you know, it was a big group, so I don't think they probably didn't do too much. But, um, yeah, I think uh, that's what they wanted to do. But Being a Tour de Suisse uh, winner, are you happy to defend your Maglia Rosa in Switzerland tomorrow in the Alps? Yeah, it'll be nice. Uh, yeah, hopefully I feel, feel good and, uh, yeah, similar to Swiss. Thank you. Thank you. That was a guarantee. I think, actually, I'm actually sure that the pink jersey has never been this cool. I mean, last time it was cool like this, maybe when our own Simon Garrett was wearing it. But yeah. in then, maybe that is, it's so cool. He's, Garrett Thomas, he's, I want him to win. Yeah, he, I tell you what, when your back's against the wall, yeah. who do you call? You call Garrett Thomas. <laughs> I mean, you do. He's pretty, he's pretty chilled. He's, he's one of the most experienced guys there. Let's remind everyone yeah. and ourselves. He's, a, he's won he's the, won the, the Tour de France. France. <laughs> you are crazy sometimes. <laughs> Mate, this is trying, this is, I'm trying to make this a serious, serious um, it's also you know, analytical cycling show. <laughs> and you come out with um, Bozo dad jokes it's like funny that. Though. <laughs> he has won the Tour de Suisse. And he's won the Tour de France. Um, but he is the man to step up for yeah. Ineos. And he's ready. And, you know, Kasemine's back. He's had his bad luck at the Giro yeah, before. Yeah. A few years ago, I think it was 2020. A bottle. Stage one or two. Yeah. A, a flying bid on back into the peloton. Took his front wheel out and he exited yep. from the race. And that was his big goal for the year. So I, mean, I, want the, him he, to, I want him to at least have a clean fight to the end. It's been quite a journey for, for G mm. since the mic drop in the Champs-Élysées. You know, yep. when he won that yellow jersey, you thought, oh, new era, what can he do? And he's, he's struggled. He struggled well, a lot on the way, but he's still here. Well, yeah, and I guess also the new era that came through, yeah. they're supercharged. You know, you've got, you've got um, Pogacar, uh, you've got Vingago, you know, a year later. Yeah, yeah. Bernal, Bernal, Bernal as well. In his own team. Yeah, so this would be massive mm -hmm. for him. But this is it. Yeah. The GC battle begins in earnest uh, yeah. tonight. Absolutely. So let's rewind back uh, over the last week as well, though, because the weather has played AVOC and uh, we, we, we knew weather could be a, a big factor here in Italy. But uh, to this level, it's been a long time since it's been that nasty. Yeah, and, and rain, rain, yes, you get rain at the Giro, you know, and you get snow as well. Um, yep. But the cold, mm -hmm. it's been one of the coldest, I think, at the average temperature thus far over the course of from stage one to now is 16 degrees yeah it's almost summer it's meant <laughs> yeah. to be summer this is the thing yeah. I and mean, that's like melbourne yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is, that's getting pretty bad when, yeah. when you start comparing it to melbourne weather yeah, but, um, but the reason is, why we're talking about it though is because few riders we lost few riders along the way as well yeah. uh, one is theo gegenhardt he was a definitely uh, a, a prospect uh, one of the favorite for the for the podium uh, we have an update here from the ineos team saying yeah. he's fine he broke his hip. Yeah, broke his left hip. So yeah. he's had successful surgery. So mm. they haven't messed around. They've got that done yeah. quick, smart. So that's that's good news. But it's interesting when you when you rewatch the footage, you would think he's just sliding. It's yeah, hard to it's, see what happened. Well, Garrett Thomas, that yeah. it was the same crash, mm -hmm. and he came off. So very very un unlucky for, uh, for for Theo. He is very unlucky. Yeah, and I, I've, I really feel for him. Yeah. I really really feel for Cause he, because he he had a really. I mean, remind yourself, he won the Giro two years ago. Yeah, and. He had a, let's say it, he had a crap, crap after winning the Giro. Yeah. It was really hard for him and he was really on the rebound. Took he him, could really yeah. do something Took here. him 18 months yeah. probably to get back to this level. Yeah. Um, just through a series of things, I guess. But how, how hard it is to come back with a, a 
a broken hip? Because that, that's that's not an easy. Uh, no, it's not. To a heal. lot easier though than a femur, broken femur. Yeah, okay. Uh, you know, look at Chris Froome, yeah. Bernal. Those both were similar injuries, and yeah. there's been riders uh, prior to that as well um, with with broken femurs. So fractured hip. I think he'll be fine. But okay. I mean, it won't surprise me if the season's done. Yeah, I, okay. I can't imagine he'll get back this season. Okay. So. Not even the Vuelta? Quite far, but still. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It depends on, te- depends on the break, yeah. um, what they do. I'm presuming they've put pins it's on the left, it's on the left. left yeah, side. Yeah, left side. I'm doing yeah. it for the, t- for the camera zone. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking at me saying, oh, you're left. Um, so it depends on, yeah, how bad the, mm-hmm. how bad the break was. And okay. I'm not a doctor or a surgeon, so I won't <laughs> say any more than that. Okay. Uh, somebody else that had a, quite a rough week as well, it's uh, Rodriguez. There's an update here. Yes. Uh, he, he seems to be fine, but on the fall, he hit a post swung around the post and hit the corner of a house yeah. with his ribs. Yes, and he ended up with a uh, hematoma of the kidney. Yeah, it's crazy. He is extremely lucky. And the vision, you don't want to watch the vision no, again. That's, it's actually pretty why, bad. This is why we, we had a chat before. Mm. We took the decision to not show that crash because that we crash... We are responsible. Yeah, it's a bit being more yeah. responsible. You've got... Yeah. Uh, we are mature, responsible Exactly. Adults. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Uh, <laughs> no, but, but in all seriousness, yeah. and he deserves a bit of love because it was the same... Uh, Actually, it was only a couple of kilometres after the Teo Gaganart crash. That was obviously the massive news and G coming down. Rodriguez barely got a mention yeah. post, but yeah. that his was a, a really bad crash, and I'm just glad. And fingers crossed. They said the next 48 hours they'll yeah. monitor him more, but he should be okay. Yeah, absolutely. Look, uh, before we uh, look at what's ahead of us as well, uh, in terms of the weather, let's talk about the, the Aussies as well. Yeah. Uh, Jay Vine. Jay Vine had a rough uh, few hours as well. He... He had a crash as well. He had a crash, but he really suffered in the cold and yeah. he was a bit, little bit sick as well leading yeah. into that, that rainy day a few days ago. Let's listen to him. I could have hit the wall at 40 k's an hour or like I did at like 10. The crash was irrelevant. I was already like six minutes behind on the descent because I couldn't actually stop. So, yeah, I froze. Because, I mean, I had a look at the Strava segment on the next climb. I did the climb the same pace as the peloton by myself like I just froze on the scent that's all I guess it changes your uh, overall uh, plan for the, for the race you now chance to get into breakaways yeah yeah absolutely um, yeah I, I'm not I don't give a shit about top 20 on GC so just gonna take a couple of recovery days and see what happens in the uh, the last couple of days of this week and the third week we should have a like a no, don't watch if you're over 10 or under, we, under 10 years old. Yeah. I, I, I actually think we just need to put out a general press release to the peloton. Yeah, stop swearing. Guys, can you just actually keep it, keep it, you know, just a level way. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, he th- was, there's actually more to come. No. <laughs> he, was, he, he was a little bit frustrated, yeah. that, that interview. Um, yeah. f- fair enough. He, he came here with big goals, big ambitions. But it's a good explanation, though. Well, he crushed, of course, but how cool it is. Because yeah. frozen... Oh, it, it was, he's, he's, he's not using this word lightly. No, and there were guys, there were other riders, I saw interviews and quotes saying, it's the coldest I've felt on a yeah. bike. And I'm talking season pros of 10 years, and they're saying that was the coldest. It was five degrees, mm-hmm. four or five at the top. Generally, the wind chill and when it's raining, yeah. make that zero, yeah, the feel. Okay. The feel would be like zero. So, so. question for you, because we, we lead into uh, um, Clark. He's got a, a good explanation on it, but how much is experience... A factor as well when it's this cold in terms of the the closing and, uh, and yeah. how you prepare yourself 
hold on your answer. Let's yep. listen to, uh, to Simon Clark and then we'll see what, uh, what you think. A bloody tough day in the office yesterday, pal. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's part of the job, really. You just uh, Days like yesterday, it helps to have a bit of experience to know how to dress properly and, and look after yourself. And, yeah, for me, it wasn't too bad, but there's definitely some other guys that really suffered out there. So how's, uh, how's your health yourself? Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, we've had two COVID positives in the team, I think, like nearly every team. Uh, and, you know, there's not a whole lot we can do about it except just be cautious and do the normal COVID protocol and, and hopefully uh, we only have those two guys and, and the rest can continue. So that was uh, Simon Clark, of course. So, I mean, hence my question, uh, how much of the experience is helping? Yeah. He seems, uh, is, it, is he playing the mind game or really no, no. he was better than this? Yeah, yeah. look, it, it's one of those things. They knew the weather was going to, bad, mm. to be bad before the start of the stage. They didn't know how bad. And the younger, less experienced riders, and even if you've got directors, you're choosing your clothing and you're, you're deciding what extra clothes you're going to give to the soigneurs who will be on the side of the road yeah. or what wet bag you will have in the race car. Mm -hmm. But you're going up the climb, you're getting cold and you're thinking to yourself, oh, I'll get my jacket towards the top. I don't want to go back now up yeah. the climb. You go back at the top. There's 30 guys going back. Yeah. There's 30 vehicles and it is chaos. And, and it we, might we take saw, you. We saw, sorry to interrupt, but yeah. we saw Jevine as well nearly cooked it, yeah. trying to just throw his jacket back at the car. Yeah. So all this action here is causing potential drama as well. Yeah. So, so you know, you try and go back, you're freezing. By that point, it's too late. You're thinking, uh -huh. I'm cold. Now I'm cold. I'm wet. I need my jacket. You go back. It takes you half an hour to get that jacket. Yeah. So another 30 minutes while you're freezing, then you're starting to descend. It, that's what happened. In the end, there were riders stopping, peeling off yep. a whole upper body, everything, undershirt, jersey, jacket, raincoat, putting fresh jackets on. Team directors were hugging them yep. and sort of trying to get the blood flowing in them. So, yes, experience counts. You'd carry that thick jacket, a little bit of extra weight, a little bit annoying, uncomfortable, but you'd carry it for half an hour prior. Yeah and decide, okay, this is bad. Yep, I need to put this jacket on now. And then you're going to be better off. And Simon Clark, you know, yeah. he pretty much alluded to that, I okay. guess. So in terms of the experience, he won't necessarily win you a race, but he avoids you losing a race and having a crash oh, or, totally. or being completely caught up. Oh, totally. And being, being eliminated, being, yeah. you know, losing half an hour, 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah and okay. then suffering the next two days, yeah. totally. A couple of things I'd like to mention as well is you may have seen behind us, there's a, a banner. If you, if you squeeze a bit, Michael, the couch button, this one. This we like want to see the flag. There's an Aussie flag. Oh, yeah. yes. You're hiding the flag. There it here. is. There it is. Yeah. Look at that. That wasn't ready, but it's a banner given to us Direct by Direct uh, from Anna. the Giro. Direct from the Giro. This banner was actually on the streets of Italia a mm. few weeks ago, a few, a few days ago, actually. Thank you very much. Delivered, hand delivered overnight uh, to us here in Melbourne. It's here. We promise that we were using it. Yeah. It's here. It's actually quite a good background. Yeah, uh, I'll use it as my tablecloth, actually. Look, I want to see this as well like look at the train has been oh, a the Giro train but look at this train up. driver trying to get the bottle the throw was actually very good and this is oh, how he's actually that was Lawrence the, Rex. yeah so that's a yeah that's a lost bottle that is that's a bottle gone let's say mm, hang on a minute is it <laughs> is it what would you what the you know what when you know when you know people you know people you you are that's you are I'm one saying. of those aren't you you would have you, I bet you you know what there was a 12 year old <laughs> kid on the side 
and you just muscled your way in. What did he say? You. If you have to be an, I don't know, for seven kilometers? Yeah. To... <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, I thought I'd seen it all. No, uh, I it's cannot only the beginning, mate. It's only the beginning. <laughs> when uh, you're inside the train. Yeah, let's move it on. Yeah. <laughs> Having the hors d'oeuvres down the back in the first class. When you know people, oh, you know geez. people. That's what I'm going to say. Uh, let's talk about Remco. Remco is not here, but he was the talk of the town as well he was. Uh, for a little while because the question was on everybody's lips. Uh, not so much how he got COVID and, and what happened there, but what is he doing next? And that probably was the thought of everyone oh, all as, of us. Soon, as soon as you read the tweet. Well, we all, we all went to the France. Yeah. Well, yeah. the answer is here from uh, none less than Patrick Lefebvre. No. No, no, we're not going to change the program. It's not really smart uh, with all we did this uh, over the winter, week after week. He's a newlywed and he saw his new wife only 10 days. Uh, the best is to concentrate on recovery, ease off the pressure and uh, we'll do some medical tests when he will feel better. You can imagine he will want to race the Belgian Championships and, uh, of course, the World Championships. So that was our friend uh, Patrick Lefebvre. I'm using friends as a... As a <laughs> loosely. Just touching, a little bit loosely. Don't, on this don't try that around loosely, Al mate. Although he was actually very good in this whole interview. But let's dissect what was said here. Yeah, well, you, you listened to a lot more of it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's too long, we can't play it. It's but seven minutes. It's from the Belgium television. Yeah. Uh, but let's first of all concentrate on what he just said. There's a few elements here. Remco will not be at the Tour de France. 100%. This is part of the program. What I want to highlight here is they are really nurturing Remco like probably they maybe never nurtured a rider before. If you think about yeah, it, and by contract, agree with that. by contract, you know, I have to talk about two minutes about Alaphilippe. Yep. That's personal contract. Bring but, it in. No, bring uh, it in. Okay. I'll when, see. When, I might chop you at any second, but no, go, no problem. Uh, but when you think about it, Alaphilippe, twice world champion, he's done everything for the Wolfpack, is a bit treated. Uh, he's treated a bit loosely at the minute. Well, he's on the way down. He, he may be, but uh, there's no way to kick him on the way down. <laughs> no. uh, Patrick doesn't do that. <laughs> but, no, to just about, <laughs> yeah. but he's not. He's not being super nice with Alain Philippe. Here we can hear Remco uh, is on a different level. Well, you're talking a Frenchman to a Belgian on a yeah. Belgian team. Yeah, but is that Belgium in the Belgium team before? But a Belgian that can win. Well, yeah. So I, yeah, I was going to say probably the one, the last one, and there's, look, there'd be others. But Johan Rizzo. Yeah. Um, and that was that was when it was oh, true, of Tom course. Budden. That was when it was half Italian, half yeah. Belgian, really mm -hmm. the team. Um, but you're right. I mean, no, no, he is their crowning jewel, mm -hmm. Remke, because this is a team now that is going for a Grand Tour win. They never used to. Yeah. It was all about the classics. It was all about one-day races, the monuments. For the very first time, this team in the history of this team, they believe they can win. Not they've, now they've won the Vuelta. Yeah. They believe they can win the Giro and they can believe they can win the Tour with well, this guy. It's funny what you said because further on in the interview, when he asked about the program, what the program is, he said the program was always to discover the Tour de France in 2024 and to win the Giro before that. So there's, only, there's another one Giro before the Tour de France 2024. I, I, I can't see how Remco can do the Giro next year and then go to the Tour. No, I don't think so either. Do well. both and win both. But Giro, what can I'll maybe discover the Tour. Maybe they're going to do it in a camper van first <laughs> with a barbecue. I think, it, yeah, or, or take it Just easy. enjoy it. But that's, that's the question. 2024, Remco at the Tour de France, does he take it easy? Is that what he means by discovery? He's not entering to win. He's here to discover. No, bring, that's a good point. Bringing good the point. experience. Taking their, yeah. do, the, do the 
do the two, two weeks. Because we know it's a different level of pressure. It's a different it level is. of everything. It is. It's a big circus. So, yeah. well, yeah. that's an interesting discussion. Let mm. us know what uh, what you guys think here yeah. uh, on uh, on this. Uh, let's concentrate on the stage tonight. Yes. Uh, which is actually already on, if you're watching this. It's been on, on it's SBS On, on demand. demand. So yes. stay with us uh, until this end of the show and then go straight to uh, our friend Simon Gerrans and uh, Kino. Kino. Yeah. Yeah. They're in the room just over there uh, already commentating. But look at this. Not this. Look at this. Uh, first of all. It's a big one. It's, it and is. it's already been truncated. Yes, yes. So it's a Borgo Franco de Vraya to Kranz Montana in Switzerland. So Swiss Cran, Finnish. Cran Montana. Oh, Cran. Cran Montana. Cran Montana. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I was using the Italian dialect yeah. um, there. <laughs> From I the south. dialect in that part of Switzerland, <laughs> smarty pants. <laughs> uh, so the first climb of the day, they go through the tunnel now. They don't yeah. go over the top, snow. But I heard rumours last night. I haven't heard anything as yet. Uh, and second. They're not doing it now, yeah. I imagine. But the second climb, there was some issues because there was a lot of snow. Okay. So, but it is a big day. We thought they'd already had the first big mountain day, but that was null and void. Nothing mm -hmm. really happened. So this is it. This is the first big test. So big test here, uh, big test for GC. So Roglic, Gian Thomas, Kenny Hold and so on. Anybody else that you think will start to show a, bi a bit more of their jersey? Uh, Joe Almeida. Yeah? Almeida. Almeida for me is a massive threat. He is a massive threat to win this race. And beyond that, look. See, I, I'll say it here. I don't believe in Almeida. Don't you? No, I just... I, I, but may, I, I might be completely wrong and correct me in uh, uh, next weekend of next week. Oh, I'll no, do it right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I just don't believe in Almeida. I don't know why, but to I don't win, believe to win. To win. He's finished he's fourth and he's finished yeah. sixth, I think, at the Giro. Yeah. So he's got but experience. A bit like Henrik Mas. For me, it's a bit like Henrik Mas. Okay. A huge yeah. potential, can do, will it? I'm not sure. He's time trialling. Well, we're going to find out tonight. Yeah. We, we're totally going to find out tonight. And look, the other ones I'm super keen on. We haven't talked about him yet tonight. He, he had a little touchdown yesterday, but there was no update. Jack Haig, yep. he's got some ground to make up, but I, I still think he can finish top five if yep, he has agreed. a good sort of ten, moving forward now, 10 days. And um, Caruso, Damiano Caruso, okay. the Italian on that team, he is he a threat to win overall? I don't think he's capable of winning overall unless they drop like flies. Yep. And I mean, I mean, COVID, illness, etc. then he's a chance, but he's certainly a chance for podium. Mm -hmm. What about Eddie Dunbar? Let's listen to him, yeah, and then we'll talk about Jake him. Well. Yeah, Jake Alula. Well, Eddie, it's terrible out there, and it looks like it's going to get worse uh, being so high today. Now, uh, you've moved up to seventh on GC, but uh, you, um, this is the first big real test of, the, of this Giro. How do you think you go? Yeah, um, the last kind of two weeks have gone pretty well. Um, I think we put ourselves in a good position, um, a bit better than. We probably expected, I think. Um, but yeah, it's just a matter of getting through this day, and um, yeah, it's going to be the biggest test, I guess, for um, the GC guys. And I think it's going to set the tone for the next GC days. Kind of where you're at today is more than likely where you could possibly stay for the next week. Um, but yeah, as I said, it's just trying to be one of those guys that uh, have absorbed the workload well over the last few weeks and carry it on today, basically. It's great to see that our, our work experience, uh, John Trevor, uh, oh. work experience kid, is still uh, very upbeat. As he's <laughs> yeah, upbeat, but the first thing he says to me is, it's <laughs> terrible out there. <laughs> uh, do I you mean, want to go? Good luck, I'll just push you out the door. 200 kilometres, three mountain passes, but the weather's terrible, mate. Johnny, yeah. come on, get, be a bit more upbeat. Even just lie to them, at least. Yeah, just lie. <laughs> just say the weather's good, it's picking uh, up. Eddie Dunbar, Jaco Alula, what can we expect for them? Is the ease? 
is their JC protected rider. Yeah. We know this. What he's, can we think? Well, he's he's only two thirty off the lead. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. He's he's hidden himself really well. As he said, he's had a pretty good opening ten days. Yeah. Uh, so he's in seventh place. Who knows? I'm, I'll confess, I don't know a lot about him. I haven't watched Eddie Dunbar much yep. in the last, um, you know, couple of years. Yep. So I don't know a lot about him. But what I'm, what I'm seeing, I'm liking. I'm yep. really liking. And, and the state of the team right now, Michael Matthews, or, uh, where are they now? Uh, I think they've been, they've been super in the first 10 yep. days. Uh, to me, it's a 9 out of 10. Mm -hmm. I, I really think they've ridden well. They've got that stage win. Earlier um, on as well, so yep, that was good. You know, DeMarkey's been awesome. Yeah. Two big breakaways for him. Few placings as well. So, but now this is their this is their next objective. Yeah. And if they can if they can keep Dunbar, even top ten, I think is a big success for them with Dunbar at the end. Yeah. But they should reach higher than that. They should yeah. aim for top five. Absolutely. Uh, remember that the stage has already started, so you can uh, actually head uh, to SBS on demand. If you're tired of our uh, dad's joke, and, uh, stick with us. Come uh, on, stick, stick with, with us. us. We're nearly finished. Yeah, Always, yeah, nearly yeah. Finished. We, we, I don't want to give up my business class <laughs> flights around the world, so please stick with us. As long as the ratings stay so you're high. Flying, you're flying business. Didn't I tell you? I'm not. Oh, oh, schnapp. Anyway, Ooh. started something here. Anyway. Oh, damn. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, jeez. I'm not. I'm yeah. definitely not. Anyway. Uh, before we head into uh, something else. I'm not else. flying business, there everyone. <laughs> We're I'm not. seriously We're not. not flying business. Trust We're us. not. <laughs> I'm in the uh, smokers <laughs> section at the back. Are you flying? Okay. Some, yeah, some airlines still do it, and that's where I am. I'm probably swifting my weather. Anyway, four years ago, before we got something very interesting, but four years ago, Maka, we were here. We were getting this award Cheapest. of the uh, best Australian Give podcast. Look. Give me a look. Yeah, look. You still have yeah. one, two. That's yeah. Oh, no, I haven't changed. The, Mate, <laughs> I was bald then, I'm bald now. You're, you're, I mean, look at that quiff. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be worried if I was look you. Look at that quiff I had. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the award is here. It's actually thanks to you. Uh, we're still very pleased to have this award. We are. We're still going. We're still going. Uh, 2019 and he's still with Pratt here on the table. Uh, let's talk about Adam Hansen. It's something that you yeah, I'm really passionate about this. Passionate about this. Yeah, yeah. This so, is the comment that he, he came out with this week. Yeah, yeah. And look, I'll just read a little okay. snippet. Thanks for the story. And someone had a go at him. I think it was in a, one of the Spanish, maybe, cycling reporters. My job is to represent the riders, not convince them, change their options, and definitely not side with the organisers, UCI, or fans. I'm not here to make friends with organisers, etc. It is not my voice. It's the writer's voice, but I allow them to hide behind me and I say what they want to be said. And that is really important. So he's, strong words. Yeah, really strong words. He's now the CPA representative. So he's the writer's representative. Incidentally, the CPA was set up by the UCI, which yeah. does not go well with me. No. The UCI set up their own writer's union to be puppets. Uh, he's not. So what Adam Hansen won't be is a puppet for the UCI. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's out here to, to really support them. We haven't had a voice, I think, ever. Yeah. Both men and women have not had their, a really strong voice. Adam Hansen's becoming a really good voice for the riders, for the men. And I think the women are doing a great job with the Cyclist Alliance. Yeah, so they've absolutely. got their own thing going on the side. And our Gracie was involved for a long yeah, time as well. Yeah, big kudos to Gracie yeah. Alvin for helping set that up. Um, but this is important. It's an important time in our sport and it's really crucial. And I think Adam Hansen is the right guy. Yeah. Uh, to be to be leading the charge yeah. there, and he's going to. I think he's going to do a great job. He's already already. I'm seeing little things that no one has ever done yeah. in that in that Absolutely. role. So, well done, Adam. Thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, any other news? Uh, yeah. Well, speaking of the women, the Vuelta Burgos is on at the moment. First yeah. stage overnight. Few Aussies in there. Uh, our very own Grace Brown is there. 
uh, Rach Nayland also for Cofidis. Um, Lorena Vibus, remember her? Yeah. From the Tour I de do. France last year, a couple of stage wins. Sprinters. She had to pull out in the end, yeah. um, but she's she she won the stage. Elisa Balsamo, former world champ, and Chloe Diger, the American, Good. the young American who's coming up. So that's on as well, yep. Vertigos. Um, check, uh, check the results there yep. and follow the Aussies because we are not far no, from the Tour de France, are we? Oh, yeah, it's absolutely. Coming around. Even though we're still in the Giro, <laughs> it's all coming up very quickly. Yeah, absolutely. There's uh, two more of uh, this podcast coming your way next uh, Friday and next Sunday. So we'll have a, a whole debrief of the week next Friday oh. and a whole debrief of the race next yes. Sunday. And as you said, uh, Gero is now on the cans with Kino. So great to have Gero back. And Gracie Alvin will be joining yep. them later on. 8.30 so on Viceland. You have the hook? I'm off the hook. <laughs> I'm off the hook. Let's, uh, let's, get, let's head to Barolo and drink some red, shall we? You're in. You're in. Let's do it. Uh, this was the uh, SBS Cycling Podcast. Uh, remember, you can uh, tune in on our website as well, sbs.com.au slash sports. This is all your uh, hub, uh, your home of cycling. Before we go, the work experience kid, John Trevor, we mentioned it. Yes. Had a lovely birthday. Uh, it was yesterday, not today. Uh, he turned a lovely... Should I say his age? Yeah, he said it. Yeah, he said it. We said it already. He's, he's, uh, he's 37 again. 37. <laughs> he's 37. Okay. Like 74. Uh, we love you, John, and you're doing an amazing well done, job. John. Big thumbs up. Give him a big thumbs up. He's watching uh, this, yep. uh, this show. He's watching the comments. Do you know, he actually got me my first pro contract. I know. Yeah. It's uh, incredible. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, helped a bunch of Australian riders over the years. 100%. So he's uh, a champion. So absolutely. Happy birthday, John. This, is, this was the podcast. Uh, let's uh, see you next week and enjoy the race, which is already on on SBS and a bit later on on Vice. Until then, it's bye for now.